0: Hi everyone, this is episode number 50 of The Kickabout. Lukaku had a great time in North London. I am your host, Chris. I'm Fran. And I'm Dan. Welcome everybody. 50 episodes in. Can you believe it? Where's
1: our cake? Like birthday cake or something? Well, the thing is, I think
0: we've actually, we must have now, we must be at a year, right?
1: Yeah. Because we've done, even though
0: we've not done 52 episodes, we must be at a year because we did a couple of like transfer specials. Yeah, so so I think we did last season that we didn't record last season the season started
2: <laughs> earlier as well, right. didn't it? Um,
0: yes, that would have been true. Yeah, yeah. cuz it didn't start until September. Yeah. Last well, year.
1: When did the first one
0: go out? Uh, oh, now you're asking. Uh should probably be prepared for <laughs> <Yeah>. year, <laughs> year the anniversary, year anniversary of the show without that. absolutely no prep at all. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do something extra special yeah, when we yeah. get to 100 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, lots of things to talk about, uh, as ever, our second weekend of Premier League football. Um, but before we do that, as always, we're going to get into this. Down the stack, man.
2: So uh, this is definitely going to be a, a bit of a stab in the dark one, but I thought it was quite an interesting stat, so I went went for this. Um, since Guardiola joined Manchester City ahead of the two thousand sixteen to two thousand seventeen season, there have been forty nine Premier League games won by a margin of five plus goals. But how many have the Spanish side, uh, Spaniard side, sorry, been responsible
0: for? I okay, reckon it's got to be quite high, isn't it? Although United like a big high scoring mm. game, so okay. A few nine nils in there. For you. <laughs> Yeah, if it involves Southampton, then uh, yeah. <laughs> plenty of them. Uh, right, well, um, we're doing a fancy league update this week. We won't do it every week, but another strong week for us though, Dan. I think yeah, you're still yeah. top, aren't you?
2: Yeah, uh, no, I think I've dropped down in the podcast one. Oh, yeah, poor I'm, from you. But all, not all my players have finished. I was checking out and the people above me. They've they're done for the week. So are you
0: taking it proper? Because you're not near the top. Are you taking yeah. this proper serious oh, now? That's yeah.
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, we will obviously will do like an update every other week or something won't yeah. do it every yeah. single week um, right let's get straight into it then let's talk uh, Arsenal-Chelsea the biggest game of the weekend on paper I suppose mm. um, a smidge over eight years since Romelu Lukaku last played for Chelsea looked like he'd never been away mm. um, to say he enjoyed himself would be an understatement what did you make of his performance at the weekend
2: yeah, he played well I was really confident he wouldn't score as well he wouldn't uh, we, score well, mm. well we went
1: into this and Dan was like who do you think is going to win and I was like Chelsea and Dan went, no, I think it'd be a draw or Arsenal win. Well, Chelsea, only I'll because win. I
2: was getting proper into the stats. <laughs> and like, I think the last four times they've played, Arsenal have won every
1: game.
0: Yeah, they he's have been a bit himself of a bogey, up about bogey stats
1: stick. at the moment. Like, he's really into his like... Are you
0: like Dan if, the Optiman? Should we, yeah. should we change yeah. it from the quiz? If it's, from a stat,
1: if it's a stat and it's happened but, uh, like well, five years in a row, it's going to happen Because of the
2: yeah. Liverpool one, like I'm going to talk about the fantasy thing, but obviously it was the whole captain between Salah Bruno. Yeah. And I was reading again, and Brun- uh, Salah's never scored a goal against Burnley, and he still hasn't.
1: Oh, I see. You need to get a life. You've got all this spare. Time. <laughs> <laughs> hell.
0: Oh, I'm prepping for the show. That's <laughs> no, not prepping. for the show. That's <laughs> prepping for the fantasy league. <laughs> <a little>.
1: Yeah, <laughs> calm down.
0: Um, I mean, we we joked about Lukaku um, about he would be licking his lips a little bit witnessing what he saw against Brentford from Arsenal's point of view last week. And do we are we surprised at how much he was able to? affect that game in the way that he played you know holding the ball up I mean Pablo Mari had an absolute he had a nightmare didn't he really especially in the first half an hour or so
2: yeah um, and when I saw that Ben White wasn't in the team I thought that was because of Lukaku being in the team but then I realised afterwards that he actually had COVID well I,
0: I joked with someone on Facebook I said do you think that Ben White saw the fact that Lukaku was a and just <laughs> went, went round finding anybody that had COVID and getting him to lick his face just yeah. to, to, desperately trying to catch it so he didn't have to play against Lukaku yeah um, but yeah I mean that when I when I watched when I watched him play I just thought is there actually a better all-round striker than Lukaku if you think about what he's got to his game I can't think of too many strikers that can do as much as Lukaku there might be there might be certain players that do certain parts of it better you know maybe someone who's a better finisher someone who's better dribbler or something like that but as an all-round player with his strength his hold up play the goals that he scores do you think that there's many better out there than him right now? I think Harry Kane's better. You think as an all-round player, Harry Kane? No, oh, thank
1: you. Can we just run? So Lukaku at United. Mm. Was he? Was he good?
2: Yeah, he's alright.
1: it he wasn't <laughs> like everyone. I feel like everyone's kind of t- treating it like he's amazing now. That he's minute, back. I actually saw but...
2: a picture of Lukaku at United, and then Lukaku now. He... He's literally like half
0: the size. I know. He looks like he's gone to like summer fat loss. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. But because I'm asking, because I never saw much at Chelsea before. I've only ever experienced him at United. Mm. And you were never overly... I never thought... I was never, I oh, liked yeah, like, him. He, Park was is amazing. he was So, But now I'm saying that now there's this hype about him being back at Chelsea. Yeah. It's kind of surprising. I think he just
2: me. suits Chelsea's system better than he did at United. Because don't get me wrong, he scored like... In his best season at United, he scored like 17 goals or something, which is good for a striker.
1: Do you think if
0: you had this... This Lukaku now, it would be different, though. Oh, yeah, if
2: we had him <laughs> now. Because he's been
1: to that loss camp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean,
2: there's a lot of I pundits. think he's more experienced, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's been banging them in for his Milan. And, yeah, he is a lot fitter. I don't think he's like... It's not necessarily... I don't think he was fat before. No, it's no, just something. No, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. In cheek, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of pundits that have been out there that have been saying that because he's gone to Italy... A lot of players who go to Italy that technically become better players. It may not be a better league, yeah, yeah, yeah. but technically, because they take it so seriously, that side of the game out there, mm. that he's become a better player. He's had Antonio Conte coaching him. He's of course had a number of years at international with Thierry Henry um, mm. coaching him. You know there aren't many better strikers to learn from than Thierry Henry. Um, and, yeah, he's come back and, uh, you know, Fran's right, there's an awful lot of hype around him and that hype is not going to go away I, I, Not that he doesn't
1: deserve it. I was just surprised because I've only seen him at United and I wasn't, like, blown away with him at yeah. United. So I was just surprised about people having this anticipation of him being at Chelsea. I
0: mean, he had this reputation at United that he'd not He'd only ever turn up against the smaller teams mm. that he didn't yeah. score in the big well, he didn't games. he'd
2: only ever scored one goal against the top six teams, although the top six teams changed a bit since then.
0: But... Yeah. But, um, no, I think... Uh, you know, Obviously, he dominated Arsenal, but I don't think we can realistically class them as a big that's opponent like, at, the, yeah, at the moment. The same, so perhaps we're getting it? a bit ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah. And obviously, Chelsea's next game against Liverpool this weekend.
2: Well, the next like four games, they've sort of got like Liverpool, Tottenham, City.
0: Yeah, so maybe we'll really see yeah. if mm. Chelsea are the real deal, including Lukaku, especially this weekend against Liverpool. I'm bang up for seeing how he does against mm. someone like Van Dijk. Mm. Because Van Dijk and Matip, to, to a degree... They love the physical side of the game. Yeah. So they're gonna relish this this challenge against Lukaku, yeah. I think. So yeah.
2: I think with the system, I was saying that I think the system suits them better. I think with like the wing backs of Reese James and stuff like that, like you know, constantly putting crosses in. Yeah, having someone game. yeah, having someone like Lukaku up there with the power that he's got, I think can only be a good thing.
0: Yeah, and obviously I think some of the anticipation I think that Fran was alluding to has come from the fact that Chelsea quite clearly were missing that number yeah. nine, because Timo Werner obviously wasn't cutting it in the way they wanted, Um and it felt like Chelsea had have got everything else that they need to be a top side, and now they've completed it by bringing in someone like Lukaku. Was he just on the bench?
1: Do you know? Yeah, uh, he was on the bench. He
0: started, uh, he started bench, on the bench, yeah. yeah I don't know if he came on or not, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea dominated the game, um two up in half an hour. It probably should and could have been more, or could and should have been more, I should say. Um the goals were were quite easy as well. You would say, yeah. Arsenal got sucked into. I mean, especially the second goal where they moved the ball from left to right. I mean, Reece James was on his own. There was no other Chelsea players that side of the pitch, and yet yeah. all of the Arsenal team shuffled across. Yeah. And great finish from Reece James. That's two two goals from their right backs in two in two weeks from from Ch- uh, and and now Reece James. Um. So, I mean, twenty two shots on goal. I mean, we'll talk about Arsenal in a minute, but from Chelsea's point of view. You'd have to say they've laid down one hand of a marker for this season already.
2: Yeah, um, like you say, it will be interesting when they come up against like City, um, City and Liverpool and stuff like that. But yeah, you've got to beat the small teams to um, win titles. And so far, they're doing
0: that. Yeah, and often, you know, you look at some of the other teams that have maybe faded away. It's not because they've done bad against the big teams. It's because they've slipped up mm. against the smaller teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that so,
1: you calling ourselves small teams? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well I mean let's um, let's get let's get on to Arsenal um, now we don't want to I've I got a message from uh, 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 Simon my uh, friend next door and he basically said please don't go too hard on
2: Arsenal <laughs> this week messages you that every week doesn't <laughs>
0: <it>? <laughs> no last week he was all for it this oh, week he's, right. this week he wants me to tone it down um, so whilst we're not going to go into hard, but there are some things that do need talking about maybe more about Arteta and uh, Arsenal as a club rather than their individual performances we do have to take this result in isolation a little bit because they were playing Chelsea, who are clearly miles ahead of Arsenal right now uh, in, in where those two clubs are. Um, it might have been different, though. Could they have had a penalty, do you think? Rhys James um, on Bakaya Saka? Yeah, potentially. I think when I looked at it, I couldn't work out whose leg tangled with who first. Mm. It looked very clumsy from Rhys James' point of view. But... I don't know, I think it would have been harsh to give a free kick I think or, a, sorry, a penalty.
2: Both sets of fans would be sort of angry either way, whether it was or wasn't given. Yeah, you?
0: but I think I think uh, in the current state of things with referees and how they're trying to be a bit more lenient, I think that was a fair call yeah. on that occasion. Um, I mean, two defeats in a row now. Zero goals scored, four, four conceded. Um, I mean, it is worth noting that they did have several players missing. Did you see what
2: Arteta said about the Brentford game? No, he said he was surprised that it wasn't called off because he had like three or four players out.
0: Really? Mm. But they weren't—they weren't infecting the rest of the team, nor no. they infecting Brentford. You know, so why did he want? Only four players. Yeah, well, just because you're star players.
1: Liverpool had like their whole team
0: out. Didn't Newcastle have at one point last season a load of players out with COVID, didn't they? And they kept—they had to keep playing. So yeah, that's. Is it? It's big. It's big. Just, I mean, I'm just going to touch on this in a moment, but it's becoming a little bit like. An excuse mm. every week at the moment because he was he touched on this and he's not wrong, he has got a number of players missing for various reasons. You know, no Thomas Partey, Ben White dropped out, he's missing a Bamiang and Lacazette. Um, who else? Uh, um, there was one other, I can't remember who it was that, was, that wasn't was playing. Um, but it goes back to what we were saying last week about the but this is the art, but this is Arsenal, you know, that, that narrative. Mm. I genuinely do think we're at the point now where this was a result that was purely expected. And I don't think this was a shock to anybody, including Arsenal fans. I don't think they expected at all no. to get anything from this game. Mm. And that, in a way, just signifies the slide that Arsenal have had over the last, you know, however many years it's been since Wenger left. And it was on the slide a little bit when he was there. I think he was mm-hmm. helping keeping their head above water adjust. And then since he's gone a little bit like when Fergie left United, that it yeah. all kind of slid down a little bit.
2: So they've got City next, obviously, which, I mean... Most people were expecting them to lose. If
0: you get a, if you so, get a result, it's a bonus. But for right now, I don't think that's the game you look at. Really. And then
2: after that, they've got Norwich and Burnley.
0: That's massive, isn't it? So relegation that. six pointers already. And then
2: straight after, <laughs> straight after that is Tottenham. So
0: yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, Arteta called it unprecedented. Um, the the number of injuries in COVID uh, situations. I think Jurgen Klopp might uh, be laughing He's at himself so to forward. that one. Yeah, but um, problem oh, is Palminian. like
2: every single team is in the set. I know not every single team has got players out with COVID, but there there must be a reason why four Arsenal players are all out with COVID, especially Lacazette and Aubameyang, Aubameyang exactly the same time.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. It does seem a little like that. Perhaps there's just more to it. Mm. I mean, yeah. maybe we're being cynical. Well, maybe it, it is just really
2: team. bad luck. <laughs> but you know, if if every team. Had three players out. Imagine if they just kept canceling fixtures every single week because Brighton had three players out or United had three players out.
0: Yeah, I don't trying mean, to
2: sort those fixtures out with cup games and Champions League and Europa League conference. And yeah, I and I think
0: like it would be a little bit hypocritical to cancel a game because three players have got COVID when you've got a stadium full of sixty thousand people and mm. a squad
2: full of twenty five. Yes,
0: exactly. I think that's a bit hypocritical for that. Um, I want to ask you a question though. After uh, after the football yesterday um, that you were playing in, um, yep. we we obviously took a little trip down to McDonald's, a little cheeky Sunday night. Yeah, now. I know.
2: Um,
0: And I listened to to the radio on the way down. Then it was the it was the time when they have like, the phone in section after the mm-hmm. games are finished. Mm-hmm. there was one Arsenal fan that came on, and he was absolutely seething with rage at the level of negativity that everyone is putting on Arsenal right now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to sort of paraphrase, but this is basically what he was saying. He said um, that they're in a transition phase um that within 5 years Arteta will win the champions league with arsenal and I, I kid you not this is what he was saying um he said they can't compete with the likes of city and united and chelsea spending 100 million on a single player um i mean i, I think you just spent 100 you spent 130 million this this window alone so i'm not mm. sure that washes completely i get what you're saying because it's across a number of windows not just this particular one um so yeah i mean he so he was and was he was he drunk? Over, I don't know, but he was having a right argument with the guys on, on TalkSport. Um, and basically, someone said, you know, well, you're saying that you can't compete £100 million worth of players to get anywhere near the top four. But look at what Leicester are doing. You know, they've, they're signing players for a fraction of, of that mm. £100 million, And yet they're knocking on the door, top four, every single season. Realistically, should have been in the Champions League for the last two seasons. So, and then he came back and was like, we'll finish above Leicester 100%. I'll bet you any money you like. And the guy on the, the, guy on the radio he was like, how much, how much do you want to bet? And the other guy was like, two grand. And then the guy was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. But I'll go 50 quid. I'm not going two grand. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, do you, do you see any evidence of this transition phase that he's talking about? Do you see any evidence of a plan, no. of, a, of, a, of a future, a way out of this right now? Um,
2: I, could, I mean, I can see that Artette has come in and tried to change the way they play. Um, a bit like what Potter's done at Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that they play much better football. But with Arsenal, I just don't think their players can play that football. Like, I don't think he's brought in players to play the style of football that he wants to play. Mm. Um, and it just looks really clumsy. And a lot of their players are sort of getting towards the end of their careers. They're all on massive contracts. The youth, they seem to just be... Well, I don't know why they didn't keep Willock. I think Willock could potentially be a first-team player for them. I
0: mean, look at the season he had towards the end of last season yeah. with, uh, with Newcastle. I do find that very odd that they've not given him a, a real go at it.
2: I really thought he would have been a 1st teamer, And now they've signed Odegaard, does that mean Smith-Rowe's going to be benched going forwards?
0: I still I still think that Arteta, giving him the number 10 shirt, a nice new bumper contract, I'd be surprised if they bench him. I think when whether he got, has to move position is another question. Where would you play in that? I mean, you've got Saka, Martinelli. Well, didn't he play... As essentially, a right forward at the weekend because they had uh, I can't remember his name, is it Lukonga and Jacka? Yeah, yeah, they have in,
2: those two like in the sort in the, of CDM roles,
0: yeah. Um,
2: and then it was Smith Rowe, Saka, um,
0: Martinelli, Martinelli,
2: and Aubameyang
0: He didn't start though, Bamian, he came off the bench.
2: Who started up front then? Oh, it was Pepe,
0: Nicholas Pepe. Yes, yes, you're quite right. So maybe Smith Rowe was slightly deeper then. Um but yeah, I think I think they'll find room for for Smith Rowe. I think Arsenal fans, you know, when they look at what's going on right now, he is one of the mm. few bright lights. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, when I watch them him, play,
2: he's been one of their better players along yeah. with Tierney.
0: Yeah, I think T- Tierney, Saka, and Smith Rowe are the the three really sort of shining mm. lights right now for us. Yeah. And if they bench one of them, I mean, you're you're out. You're literally putting fuel on an already no, quite large burning fire. Care. So, I mean. When, when you look at that sort of starting lineup though, you've got Pepe, you've got Martinelli, you've got Saka, you got Smith Rowe, that's quite a talented mm. lineup. And Pepe, for all his, you know, big money move was his seventy-odd million or whatever it was a couple of seasons ago. He hasn't hit the heights thing everyone expected. But he still got like seventeen goals and six assists last season. Yeah. I'm just I'm really struggling as to how Arsenal didn't really cause Chelsea any problems outside of I think Rob Holding, who should have scored. Mm. Um, and then one or two other half efforts. I don't recall anything off the top of my head where I thought yeah, you know, There wasn't a, a passage of play for 10 minutes where those guys really got at Chelsea. It, just, it was all too easy.
2: Yeah, and I, f- I found it interesting they signed Ramsdale, not just because of his sort of cred- credentials, but I just feel like a goalkeeper's not really top
0: of their list. No, mm. I couldn't agree more. I think central midfield, yeah. they need another central midfielder because mm. uh, Partey he's a great player when he's there, but he's it's non-stop injured, 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 isn't he, isn't he? Yeah. since he's been there. I mean, I don't yeah. know what the, the longest sort of succession of games that he's played, but it can't mm. be that many. Um, so I mean Roy Keane talked on Sky Sports as well about the lack of leaders as well and he sort of suggested that I mean even we mentioned this last week that there does seem to be this over-reliance on the younger players Mm. and even the players they brought in, you know, you look at Ramsdale, he's like 23, I yeah, think like that. Odegaard's still only like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one or two others they brought in. Ben White's only 24? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. These are young players mm-hmm. who have not really had experience at the top levels, I mean, out, outside of Odegaard. Um, I, I think, think it's good, good
2: though that they are bringing in you know, under 25 players now, they're not going for like the 33 year old that Chelsea no longer want.
0: I don't Mm. disagree with that, but I think that you, you also have to have a core of players in that team Mm. who you could look up to in the dressing room as being right. I want to be like him. This is what Roy Mm. Keane was saying. And he said, you know, when, what, who are the players at that club that those players will look up to? You've got Aubameyang and Lacazette, two of the most senior players in there right now. Could you guarantee that either one of them are still going to be there at the end of the Mm. transfer window or, you know, in January, whenever, um, Granit Xhaka, I mean, he's got a very tainted history with Arsenal over the last two years. Well, he
2: was captain, wasn't he? And then there was that whole incident where he sort of took it off and threw it on the yep. pitch and swore at the fans and stuff. So,
0: you know, he's not exactly the greatest in role models right now. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it just seems like there's just, there's an awful lot of tinkering going on. And it's almost like Arteta was just saying, oh, that didn't work, let's try that, let's try that, let's try that. And you think, a little bit like you, an LMA manager, I kept saying to you, stop changing your formation, <laughs> just stick with one and see how it goes. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. So do you think that a different manager would get a better uh, result out of these players?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, if uh, Guardiola was there, I, I think Arsenal would be much higher. problem is, I always compare Arteta with uh, Oli, because, you know, they're both... For me, it feels like they're both on work experience. Yeah, and I say that because they they don't have any. I mean, Ollie's had a couple of managerial jobs, but not you know he got relegated with Cardiff, and he managed Mould in Norway, which compared to the Premier League is not disrespectfully, but it is still some Sunday league football type thing. Yeah, but it's
0: some experience. It is,
2: yeah. But when you go to one of the biggest clubs in the world, compared to Moulder, it's you know it's completely the experience at Moulder is absolutely nothing. Um, and the same with Arsenal, like Arteta wasn't in the spotlight at City and now he's got thousands of fans both chanting and Booing him. both positively and negatively.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were booed off a half-time and a full-time on yeah. the weekend. Um,
2: and he must see, I mean, I've seen videos of um, his car being stopped in the street and people banging on his window and criticising him and stuff yeah, like that,
0: that. That's crossing the line, mm. I think, when it starts to spill out into yeah. your personal life. Um, and but that, and
2: that will happen. affect
0: him it oh, will i mean you, how much of this can be shouldered on him do you think i mean arsenal hierarchy have historically not been big spenders even though they're not short of money mm. um and they i mean they brought in uh, edu yeah, I was about to say they got edu as the sporting director right uh,
2: so uh, you know, he's like the sort of he's in uh, get my words out he's in charge of like transfers and
0: stuff like that i don't think their transfers the have schedule. been
2: spectacular since yeah. he came in
0: so do you think I mean, obviously we don't know, but if it's Edu that's behind a lot of these signings and maybe Mm. not Arteta as much, then maybe Arteta needs to be cut a bit more slack for that reason. Mm. I don't know.
2: Mm. And I I heard as well, I think I was listening to the Sky Sports podcast, Edu's been on holiday like the last couple of weeks. What, during the (laughs) transfer? Surely that is his
1: his 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 peak season.
0: That's that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a long road ahead for Arsenal, I suspect. I I still believe that Arteta's on borrowed time, mm. I think. Mm. I just don't see an end in sight to this. And the guy that was on the radio saying that within five years, Arteta's going to do this. He's not going to get five years. No. I think if, no. the, if this continues in the way that it does, unless they show real improvement, even if results don't improve massively, if they really you've, show improvement got, on the pitch, I he'll be given
2: more time. I don't know. I think, you know... Even if they're playing nice football, if they finish ninth, the fans are still gonna be fuming. They're not yeah. gonna they're not I... gonna be like, you know, if I saw United playing nice football and we finished twelfth, no one's gonna be happy with that at all. I think their minimum expectation is Europa League.
0: I I don't see I don't see them, don't see
2: them doing it. No, but I, I think that's got to be their minimum expectation. minimum aim, sorry, not necessarily expectation.
0: Aime. Okay, right. Um let's move on then. Let's talk uh, Brighton against Watford. Um really good start of the season for Brighton, actually. Yeah. Uh, two wins from two, uh scored four goals. And that's quite key because last season, you know, we spoke at length about Brighton, about how well their football is, or how good their football is, sorry, but they just couldn't finish it off. They couldn't find the back of the net and so far, so good. Four goals in two games. Yeah, looking looking strong. I don't um, think they've signed any players either. Not that I can think. Of. I mean, they probably have, but I'm not. I don't know. think.
2: I genuinely don't think they have signed a player. Not
0: even with the fifty million they got for Ben White. No. Interesting. Um, but one one a uh, couple of points I want to make: Has Graham Potter got enough credit for the job that he's done at Brighton over the last? You know, year and a half, two years, however long it's been, he's been there. Oh, uh, I don't know. Because, how they, long have
1: they been up for? Just two, those two years.
0: No, no but they've been up for five or six years now. Okay. Uh, but he, Potter's only, yeah, because Chris Houghton yeah, was in charge for But Chris Houghton,
2: yeah. I mean, everyone thought Brighton would get relegated and he kept them up and then he got sacked anyway. Yeah. And they brought in Graham Potter. And yes, Brighton have been playing really nice football and that you can sort of see it. And yes, they, they just couldn't score goals. But last season, they did finish 17th. Mm. Um, which you know is still bad, but do you? I mean, so it's not—is that improvement?
0: I, I can see. I see what you're saying, but we've we've talked about teams like Burnley who mm. seem to show no ambition whatsoever yeah. to climb up the league. At the very least, you can say to Brighton, "Well, you've survived, and you're actually trying to play the mm. right the right football in the right way." You look at what Palace did under De Boer; they tried mm. to change it, and if they'd have kept him, they would probably be in League Two by now. Yeah. Um. So I think that he does deserve credit because he's taken you know. With respect, in the Premier League, a average team in the Premier League yeah. make them play very good football. They're very difficult to beat. Mm. Nobody likes playing them particularly, um, and I think that they are just a decent goal scorer away from becoming a much more established mid table side. Yeah,
2: and I think with Brighton, they're known because before Burnley were known as like the defensive team. Like you know, the, if you went to Burnley, you're probably only going to score one goal at the max. Whereas I feel like Brighton have sort of got that tag now, but at the same time, they're not just a Sit back and play boring football, they do actually come at you and play good football.
0: Yeah, Uh, one player that's um, really impressed over the last year or so is um, Basuma. Now, he's been you know, with all the talk about Declan Rice going to United and to Chelsea, a lot of people have been saying, Hang on a minute, you know, Basuma is you know, you can argue the toss about who's better or worse, but the fact is, you could probably get Basuma for half the price of what West Ham want for Declan Rice. Mm. So, if you're if you're Man United right now. And whilst we're not going to talk about them tonight, which is probably pleasing you because yeah, of you know, some of the things that you saw in that game, when you see Fred play the way that he did at the weekend and you've seen Basuma dominate for Brighton, you think, could we not spend 40, 50 million and go and get him? Surely he improves your team.
2: Yeah, definitely. The problem is, I think Ollie really likes McFred. <laughs> like, I don't think it's a case of. Have
0: they got a secret McDonald's sponsorship we <laughs> don't know about and they've got to keep that name? Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't think it's a case of, you know. Like, oh, we should bring in this, that and the other and Ollie's not, you know, being allowed to bring in a midfielder. I think he's genuinely happy with the midfield we've got.
0: <sighs> Maybe he's going for the will score more goals than you
2: are. If
1: approach. only he could hear you shouting at the screen. I
2: know. I feel sorry for Donny. I literally don't know what the bloke's got to do to get in the
1: team. <laughs> and even no, after the he game, he
2: it. said, he was interviewed and they said, you know, what's the deal with Donny? And he said, oh, Donny's going to be very important for us.
1: Well, yeah, because we him. need that bench
0: spot, field. <laughs> that's why.
1: Mental. He
2: must be on the laptop doing the social media or something. I don't know what he's important doing.
0: <laughs> it's like Roy King that he must be organising the parties yeah, and, yeah. The, and the bingo nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, only Manchester, I mean, you talk about the defensive side of Brighton's game there. Only Manchester uh, City and Chelsea have kept more Premier League clean sheets in the calendar year 2021 than Brighton. Mm. So defensively, they are very, very strong, yeah. which is why a lot of people, including me, have got Sanchez in go in their fantasy league team. Me
2: too.
0: Um, because he, A, he's cheap and he does get an awful lot of points yeah. based on the price that he is. Um, I I genuinely think Brighton, I'm, I'm trying to think who I put of my third go-down team. I'm 99% certain it wasn't Brighton. I've just got this feeling, I know we're viewing it after two games and it's easy to read too much into it. I've just got this feeling that Brighton are going to have a decent season this year. I hope
2: so. I hope they sort of push towards the... Top half of the bottom half of the team. Yeah, somewhere yeah.
0: sort of 10th to 14th. Yeah. You know, not looking over their shoulders, worrying yeah. about how many points ahead the Safe. relegation places they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, make no mistake about it, I think there's going to be three comfortably worse teams this year from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I think Palace are going to struggle again. I think Palace will struggle. Norwich, I mean, we'll talk about them later, they're showing very similar it's signs. a very unfortunate
1: start, though. It yeah.
0: has, but I worry that all their momentum that they had from coming it's, up has disappeared already. It's so
2: hard to start from like six behind. I mean, they've lost behind, eight goals
0: already. Yeah. No, no goals scored. It's not a good start to life. Uh, and the same with Watford. I do think... I mean, I know they had a great result last week. Um, I think we did mention last week, but that... When you, when you, when you win a game 3-0, the difference between in your mental state and confidence going into the next game when you just won 3-0 mm. to only winning 3-2... Mm that's very different. And I appreciate the second goal only went in very, very late on. So they probably didn't have a chance of getting that third. But it does dent it because all of a sudden it doesn't feel like the comfortable win that it probably should have been. Mm. Um, And they couldn't really get going in this game. They didn't really offer a huge amount going forward. I think they had their moments in the game, but I think Brighton were reasonably comfortable. So I just wonder, you know, whether Watford are... (laughs) Defensively, I thought they looked pretty poor against Brighton. I think that's, that's what Villa. worries me. I
2: mean, you know, towards the end of the game, they conceded those two goals. I know the penalty was the ninety seventh minute, but I think if a game, penalty give away, yeah, though, I think if that game had gone on for another hour or so, Villa probably would have turned it around and won it. Um, I think the home crowd is having a massive advantage. Um, that will be key mm, this year, yeah, for sure. I think it's sort of been a bit of a. I don't, don't really know what the word but sort of like a slap in the face for the away teams just how much of an impact it's having
0: yeah I mean Sheffield United will, will probably be cursing their yeah. luck that they didn't have any fans for yeah. the entirety of last season who knows how different it might have been if they had uh, their fans in mm. Um, see, I just, I just wonder with Watford whether they're one of those sides that comes up and you know starts the season okay-ish and then just sort of slowly fades away. Is Ismail Assar is going to be very key for yeah. them this year? I think they've brought
2: in a lot of players. They've bought eleven players in this transfer window.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, they've, they've they've obviously just lost their first Premier League game, which means they're probably going to be looking for a new manager fairly soon. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, no, I think Ismail Assar is going to be really key for them if if he can terrorize terrorize. Uh, teams in the same way that uh, so nice. that he did against uh, Villa, then I think he gives them a really good chance. And there's always, you know, these relegated teams or these promoted teams. Sorry, there's always that one player in every team. You think if he performs, they've got a chance. Pookie at Norwich, mm-hmm. Ismail Assar at at um, at Watford, probably Tony at Brentford. Yeah. I mean, I'm not suggesting they're one trick ponies in any way, but obviously you do look to those players as being your main goal scoring threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and if they don't perform. Does anybody, can, or can anybody else step up yeah. and, and fill that void? So, yeah, it's going to be tricky. Right, um, let's talk Wolves against Spurs. Um, two from two as well for, for Nuno at Spurs, a good start to the season. Um, it wasn't a great result midweek, though, was it, against... Uh, <laughs> Pacos Ferreira. Pacos Ferreira, yeah. Did Was it fair to say that Spurs took that game a bit lightly? Yeah, well, I mean, who cares?
1: They
2: left all of their team at home. Six points
1: up in the, frame, we're
2: good. <laughs> the uh, reserve team. Over, it
0: shows yeah. you what they think of this new Europa well, Conference League. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, That's the problem. These these new leagues are just completely pointless. They're nice for like the the teams like Pacos Ferreira um, that probably don't get you know a look at European football and stuff, but. Problem is the teams that finish seventh in the Premier League are quite big teams. Mm. They're not going to want to play against like.
0: I suspect it might be different if it was someone like Villa. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I mean. There.
2: That's what I mean. You know, if a, a I don't know, like a Brighton, West Ham's, if I a Brighton or something got in it, it would be great for them, but mm. because they'd sort of be matched with these other teams. But teams like Spurs, United, Arsenal, this that and the other, they're not going to want to play in that competition.
0: No, what well, I mean, what have you made of Nuno so far, um, and what have you made of how Tottenham have approached? I mean. I don't think anyone would have really uh, sort of had any shocks at how they approached the Man City game. Um, But, you know, he looked pretty positive against Wolves. I have to say that, you know, Spurs mm. were quite attacking from what I saw. Dele Alli, is beginning to show signs of... Maybe of he's coming. he out
1: of the way. Got my, got my mm. time I think well, it's I think more sure. Jose
0: Mourinho out of the way, I think. Well, Wolves well. were all over Spurs, though. To they be definitely I mean, rode their luck.
2: That, that sort of stat at half-time and Wolves, Spurs had only had one shot and that was the penalty and Wolves had had, like, Ten and seven on target and
0: Yeah, they, they definitely rode their luck, that's for that's for sure. Um and on that on that point, um actually before we before we switch towards let's just talk briefly about about Deli Alley. Um Josie obviously froze him out of the team, did his Luke Shaw treatment. Um he's come back in the side, he looks sharper, he looks more energetic. Um well, would be, wouldn't you? So do you do you see a way back into the England setup for him if he performs, or do you think that yeah, that, still, that bus has gone? No, he's still young wow. enough. Um, I mean, even
2: Lingard could have got back in if he'd probably gone back to West Ham. I think he will. <laughs> he's
1: not.
0: Going he's back gonna. To he's West coming back. I, I reckon. I, I'll let, I'll give bet you five English pounds. Okay. That before the end of the transfer window, uh, Jesse. I hope for his West sake Am. he goes back because he's not.
1: He's not gonna get time it. And it's recorded <laughs> as well.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> Um, and the Kane saga continues as well Um, he travelled with the squad uh, he got his first minutes looked fairly sharp Mm. um, so you know he can't question his his work ethic on the pitch the only question mark and again this is probably commentators making the most of it was at the end he goes over to the Spurs fans claps them and waves to them was that a wave goodbye did everyone
1: else well he
0: made a point of going over on his own not with the rest of the team well, I, I don't know if the rest of the team went over after. Um, I, I I really don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm going based on what the commentator on uh on match of They said. No, I
2: think, Do you that's, reading, I think that's I think that's stirring.
0: Making a yeah, making yeah, a story yeah, out and I think yeah, okay. Yeah. But I mean to be fair, he got he seemed to get a good welcome. I didn't
2: he, Yeah, I did see that um i think it was tottenham posted on their facebook that the fans like cheered him and stuff like yeah
0: i mean they they showed you close-ups of sections of the tottenham fans and i didn't see anybody Mm. booing it looks like they were all singing some form of harry kane's song or just chanting his name whatever it was
1: yeah yeah, he's a hun
0: (laughs) (laughs) so here we go then stays or goes we got what seven just over seven days stays stays what do you think fran
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, for him, I, I'd be happy for him if he left because I feel like he could do much better somewhere else for his own like personal development and like his own career. I feel like he can achieve. He's not going to achieve what he wants to achieve at Spurs.
0: Mm.
2: I think if City hadn't just smashed Norwich five nil, potentially they would be because after. They lost a the Spurs. as everyone was saying. Oh, you know, City really need a striker. They're not going to including score many me. Goals. I do need
0: to eat some humble yeah, pie. Yeah, then. yeah. It's, I mean, r- I think I've I referenced. probably, I
2: probably said the same thing as well. Um, but yeah, obviously they then go and smash Norwich five and nine. I know it's Norwich and they're kind of the whipping boys at the moment. Um, but I think that maybe no one's been talking about. Oh, City really need a uh, striker sure. after that game, have they? No, so. nah,
0: that's true. Although I, I do, I am appreciating the memes about uh, Gabriel. Jesus being the backup striker to a team that has no striker. <laughs> <laughs> he played on the wing as well, I think.
1: He had a banging game. Yeah, he, he, put didn't,
0: on, he didn't score, but he laid on a couple. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. got mad at that.
1: Um,
0: so, for, for Wolves, I mean, you touched on it there about how dominant they were at periods in that game 42 shots in their first two games, mm. um, and they've not scored. So, and there's one player, obviously, we know that Jimenez is back. Um, I think it's very fair to give him a bit longer to get yeah. back in the swing of things He's, mm. there's probably some confidence issues he has to get over as well but he looked yeah. okay yeah. but the big one is obviously um, Adama Traore because the new Wolves manager appears to want to uh, deploy him as now a central striker mm. um, and for me it feels quite pivotal now in his career because he had that amazing season two years ago whenever it was Yeah. last season didn't hit the heights at all mm. um, I don't think he scored last year in the end no, I don't think and now that he's playing through the middle, I feel like with all the narrative around him about how, how bad his end product is, this is kind of almost last chance saloon mm. at his shot at the big time, if you like. And he's not really doing himself any favours. I mean, he missed a really a chance that any other striker should be scoring yeah. when he went clean through on goal and Laurice made the save because he, he just did he, straight at him. It wasn't even in the corner, really. So do you do you feel like this experiment's going to work do you think he'll come good
2: no i don't think so i don't think he's a striker i think he's sorry i don't know sure do, um i think he's good on the wing because he just you know absolutely beast modes players out the way and he he can do a good cross i just he, i don't think he's got any composure when it comes in front of goal
0: yeah I've...
2: but at the same time i mean if i think if someone like a guardiola was his manager i mean i don't know anything about this portuguese bloke um, but like Guardiola obviously turned Sterling into someone that couldn't finish to almost a bit of a prolific goalscorer now. So maybe if you know the manager does something something similar with Treore, he could become a prolific goalscorer as well. But
0: David Moyes did it with Arnautovic, yeah, um, and Antonio. Yeah. In fairness, but so potentially,
2: I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. But I just he doesn't strike me as the kind of player that no. is going to be a prolific goalscorer.
0: And I think when now that now that Jimenez is back, I feel like. His the strengths they had before, and the season that he had when he was really good, he had Jimenez in that in the middle. Mm. He was feeding off of those crosses. Now, he didn't really have that last year for the you know three quarters of that season, at least if not more. So I wonder whether if Triway did go back out in the wing, maybe he could rekindle some of that form just because he's got a real someone to aim at yeah, in, in the yeah. middle. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long he sticks with this experiment and whether or not it uh, mm. it works. Right, Okay. um, let's head to a break. When we come back, we'll do some of our viewer comments on the state of refereeing in English football. Um, We'll go through some transfers and talk more Premier League stuff. See you in a minute. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. So let's get into the viewer comments part of the show. Uh, where this week we were talking about uh, the refs and rules and the changes that have been made. Um, so, Fran, what's everyone been saying?
1: So, um, yeah, we asked about, um, obviously, a couple of managers were complaining. So uh, Joe said Oli is only gonna is only saying it because they didn't win and Bruno is a massive theory. So <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Klopp's just shitting his pants because Lukaku will bully Van Dyke next season, next week. Sorry, um, he then set up the Chels at the end. we we'll yeah. The
0: sky's the sky is blue. The sun is shining for for yeah, Joe right yeah. now. This week. It'll be diff- It'll be a very different Joe if if Liverpool beat well, Chelsea yeah. this weekend.
2: Wait, if Chelsea lose, and then every Chelsea player will be this, that, and the other. Yeah.
0: And Sell them all. They're all rubbish. <laughs> uh,
1: and Pete said. <clears throat> Five substitutions, change of rules for head injuries, water breaks, and they think it's going backwards. It's absolute rubbish, in my opinion. Letting a game play out like this is what football should be. Proper challenges in a contact sport. Run with play and the referee will take action when deemed necessary. The amount of breaks in play over the past few years has been so boring. It's become more of a tactical play than an actual foul. And players and teams have come accustomed to it. These are professional athletes at the top of their game like holding said he's a brick shit house how's he gone down like that
0: yeah i think obviously the the these um i mean Oli Gunnar Solskjaer show was talking about the tackle on bruno fernandes yeah um and said that he i think he made the analogy that we've gone from like basketball volleyball to rugby mm. like that, that is
2: absolutely ridiculous well to, cops said the same thing about the fear of the burnley tackles didn't they the,
0: yeah i mean I mean, I, I'll be honest, I didn't see huge amounts in the Liverpool Burnley game, but I listened, again, I listened to the radio Danny Murphy was talking and he said that after Klopp said that, he was questioning himself, thinking, um, you know, was something going on in that game that I didn't know about? So he said he went back and rewatched the game and was trying to find incidents. He said he found one tackle from somebody on Harvey Elliott that was a bit naughty mm. but wasn't outrageous. You know, last season is probably a yellow card, this season maybe, maybe a yellow, maybe a, a telling off. He said, other than that, I found nothing. And as we alluded to earlier, Van Dyke and Matip love the physical side of the game. Mm. So I just I don't know whether they're just getting their excuses in now. Um for Klopp to say that when they've won is a bit out of character. Usually that sort of shit he'd come out with after they lose. Yeah. Um so Solskjaer can sort of accept it because he'll feel like that that uh decision cost his team mm-hmm. points, even though I think I said this to somebody else on Facebook, I think that particular challenge on Fernandez is exactly the sort of foul they're trying to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, Those ones where the players are trying to sell themselves. You know, the, the, gre- this, the stereotypical grelish one, mm. where he knows a contact is coming, so he'll put his body in front of the ball or behind the ball and between the player. Put a trail leg out. Put a trail leg like out. Those yeah. sorts of fouls are the ones we need to get rid of. And as long as referees stick to this, I think you will see a difference over the coming months where players suddenly realise, shit, if we do this, we're not going to get the foul. Therefore, mm. I'm literally... You know, shooting my team in the foot because I'm laying on the ground whinging while they're attacking.
2: I definitely think there's been an improvement. I think games have been shorter um, because there's just not been stop start every five seconds, um, but in a good way. I don't you know. I think I like that the games are flowing smoother, um, and I don't have a problem with these crunching tackles as long as the person wins the ball. It's you know it's exciting to see these sort of crunching tackles.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was a, there's been a couple of decisions that have been fairly questionable. The Newcastle penalty last week against yeah. yes, West Ham was a very strange decision because it I mean, was yeah. never a penalty. You're
2: but gonna you're going to get one. Yeah, you're you're going to get some. You the odd
0: few. You know,
2: it's not. I mean, we've not really talked about VAR as much. I know it's only been two games, but we've probably <laughs> talked about it every five minutes last season.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm. there was. we'll talk about in the Aston Villa-Newcastle game, there was a couple of mm. maybe debate points rather than calamities from VAR. But yeah, aside from that, I think vr has been pretty good. It's been fairly quick to make the decisions, which has been yeah. nice to see, um, which goes back to your point about how sort of shorter the games yeah. are because we're not standing around for two minutes waiting for them to make a call. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on the whole, I'm I'm all for this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Craig said the new rules seem to be put in place to benefit some teams, yet the same said rules aren't being applied at all.
0: Yeah, so he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a Newcastle fan. So they so far have been
2: Steve Bruce has said yeah so so
0: so far they're the ones that have been that have come off worse in in the VAR decisions so I think that it's very reactive to just assume that the the the, the VAR decisions I
2: think it's just been unlucky yeah that it has happened to them both times I don't think it's you know favors city and no doesn't favor Brighton and Newcastle I mean if anything
0: it 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 doesn't favor teams like that because those are the teams that have the players that mm. were buying those fouls. So I think it's actually mm. been put in to clamp down on yeah, those yeah, players. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then one for you. Paul said if Ollie is referring to an apparent foul on that little whining brat, Fernandez, then it's laughable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, as I say, that, that type of the foul is the one they want to get rid of. But on the whole, as long as they stick to this, because we've got a history of, of uh, referee sort of new directives that mm-hmm. are given out to referees where they start off the season with these new changes. And then about four or five weeks in, all of a sudden they revert back to previous. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see if they carry this on or not. Because if we get to six weeks and we've reverted to type, then you know it's, it's gonna be pointless again. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thank you very much everyone for commenting. Your uh, support is always much appreciated. Uh right, time to move on for some transfer stories down. What's going on in the world of transfers?
2: Um, so Zed and has left Liverpool.
0: Yeah, Leon, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's gone to Leon. Uh with for he's been there three years, obviously. I don't know what the fee is yet. It's one of those like undisclosed,
0: probably means it's not very much.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, how do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I feel like he was a good, I mean, obviously, they've not replaced Alden. Um, I suspect the reason they've let him go is because they see the promise in Harvey Elliott. Mm. Um, because Harvey Elliott looked great at the weekend, yeah. I thought. Um, <clears throat> he's a little bit more dynamic than Shakiri. Shakiri is one of those football players who drifts through games and then comes alive when the ball mm. comes to his feet. So, and he's not getting any younger. And I think I feel like Shakiri probably thought at this age of my career, I want to go somewhere where I can yeah, play a bit
2: more. I always feel like players sort of waste three years of their career when they sort of do those sort of. Go to like Liverpool or City and just never play. I mean, bearing in
0: mind where he was, I mean, was at Stoke. I know for a number Nancy of years. For,
2: you know, it's a great move going to Liverpool, and I'm sure he was on a really nice contract and stuff. But I think I I only ever sort of remembered who Shakiri was when I saw his name on the bench.
0: I know, I know what you mean, but I guess from yeah. his point of view, he was never going to get a move to a big club that was going to win trophies and play every single no. week. Mm. So I think that he's. You know he's gone and spent three years there. He's won Premier League. He's won Champions League. Mm, yeah. So and now he's moved on. So I think he's done pretty well out of that. Yeah, I, think.
1: Yeah. I think there is always the thing of like the money overplaying. Oh
2: yeah, and I think nowadays money is so much more important than the actual football side yeah.
0: there, which is depressing in itself.
2: Yeah, um, but it Did is what it is. Uh, <laughs> um, here's one for you. City are set to make a final push to sign Tottenham striker Harry
0: Kane this week. So I was going to talk about this during the, the City Norwich chat, but I guess we can talk about it now. Um I just feel with this that City are wasting their time. Um and the reason I say that is because most people will accept that there are there are not many other hard-nosed chairmen than Daniel Levy. And if Daniel Levy says it's 150 million or stop talking to us, then City, I don't I don't think by leaving it longer in the transfer window that Tottenham's resolve is going to change just by leaving it to the last minute yeah. because Tottenham are desperate to sell. They're not desperate to sell. He's got three years no, on his but, contract.
1: But is it not going to get to a point where Harry Kane's going to lose like his ambition to potentially, potentially lose his ambition to want to play? That like, do you think he'll go downhill a bit and not be as good, and then he'll lose his value, and then Tottenham won't get the money from in the first the the money that they want for him. I know what you're but saying. Then, is he at peak value he, now is what you mean. Yeah. But also I'm thinking he probably won't lose his ambition because one, he's a hun. And two, <laughs> it's the World Cup, isn't it? So he's not going to want to like be shit.
0: Exactly. So I mean but, his value will go down because it will be another year on his contract yeah. that he no longer has. Yeah. Um so unless Daniel Levy thinks there is a genuine chance that he can convince Harry Kane to sign another contract, um, then yes, there is a case of saying that he must be happy for him to to stick around and watch his value go down and hope that Tottenham can get some success by keeping him for another few years. Um, But, I mean, back to my point, I just think that if if City genuinely think that Tottenham's resolve is going to change between now and next week, I think they're deluded. I don't see Daniel Levy budging. I really don't. I think it depends how
2: much... City are actually involved in this. For me, I feel like it's just newspapers, you know, we've got to put a story out there. It's a really easy story to just put Well, I mean, there, there
0: supposedly so. was a bit, right? There was an official bit of supposedly, 100 million,
2: right? Um, but I don't think either club has ever actually confirmed that,
0: have they? No. It's just been all newspaper stories. So, I just think, you know, you mentioned earlier about the fact that they won 5-0 at the weekend. Mm. They've clearly got a lot of goals spread around the team, which contradicts everything that I said last week. Um, so do they do they see that plan A is Harry Kane? And if we don't get him, well so be it. We don't we don't we not we're not that desperate that we need to go find another no. striker straight and away.
2: You've, you've got Erlen Harlan's release clause coming up next season. So if they don't get Harry Kane this season, I'm sure they'll just go for him next season.
0: And they'd be mad to not take Harlan over Kane just because, yeah. if nothing else just because of the age difference. And it'll be half the price.
2: Uh, what's his release clause? 75 million euros which is about 67 million pounds.
0: <laughs> Dortmund must be kicking themselves yeah. for, for that such low fee. Yeah. Um, but then he's, he's going to be in demand so it's not guaranteed that City are going to get no, it. No,
2: I mean there's going to be quite a few clubs but I mean I think Real Madrid are going to try and go for uh, Mbappe. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: Chelsea have obviously now got their striker. Um, United might go after him. I think it'll be United City and I think he'll choose City over United to be honest.
0: Well, there was rumours that he didn't like United because of what Roy Keane did to his dad
2: yeah. <laughs> when his dad was playing for yeah, Man City. Yeah.
0: So, um,
2: yeah, okay. Um, Brandon Williams has moved to Norwich on um, Norwich. Yeah, I believe it's Norwich on loan.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad signing. Mm. Um, I mean, you know more about Brandon Williams than, well, the, than anybody else. A weird one
2: because uh, not last season, the season before, he played almost every game. Um, he came <laughs> out of nowhere, and I mean, he's a right back, but. Ollie played in left back all season
0: that covering Luke Shaw yeah
2: and he's a, a very aggressive fullback like he likes a, he's a, a red challenge. card way to happen I can't oh, even yeah. picture him um, I should well let Chris me, can do it while let we're let talking, me uh, google a um, picture of him for um, France you recognise him Um. yeah he's a very aggressive fullback
1: Ah, uh, yeah <laughs>
2: Um, but last season, he just—I think—obviously Luke Shaw played so well that, and Oli just, just played the same start in eleven every single week. So
1: where's he gone to? It's gone
2: to Norwich, yeah. I think that'll be a good loan move. Premier League football.
0: He improves Norwich, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> although they've got Max Aaron's at right back. Yeah, so he they? must be there so for he left must be back. Left back, surely. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Tottenham are weighing up a possible forty million move for Adama Treore. Interesting. Mm.
0: To play what position, I wonder.
2: I guess on the wing. For uh, maybe like a Bergvine.
0: I mean, I thought Bergvine was pretty good yeah, against Wolves. Did you see how a bit of good. skill he did yeah. the, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he took that ball in so quickly. Play. Yeah. I mean, everyone sort of stopped. I like, yeah. just assumed <laughs> that the ball had gone out of play. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: um, they but did no. it so light and was so lightning quick. Yeah, that'd be an interesting move. I mean, we were talking about him earlier and sort of suggesting that as a nice emergency service, it <laughs> goes fast in the background. Um, we were talking about, you know, is this last chance to leave for him with this positional switch? So, if this opportunity comes up, I think he needs to take it with both hands mm. uh, with respect to wolves, I know they're not a million miles away from Tottenham as things stand right now in the where they're positioned you know with the two clubs and where they are. but I think that Tottenham is a is a step up for sure, and I think that it represents a really good opportunity to finally show what he can do with top class players around him yeah mm. <clears throat> Boney feels like he just hasn't really earned that move. I know what you mean, um, but I suspect that that is purely because. Nuno has worked with him for the last three years and he knows what he's capable of. He saw him in training every day. Mm. So he obviously saw something that says that he can add something to this team. Yeah.
2: Um, Chelsea presume talks with Sevilla over defender Jules Koundé. I don't know how much you know about him.
0: Uh, I know that he's quite sought after and I know yeah. that um, he, was a, he was a big player for them. Um, that would also explain why West Ham are seemingly very close to signing Kurt Zuma. Yeah, I was Zuma. going to say
2: that they're um, willing to allow Zappacosta, Kurt Zuma... And... Zappacosta's still there, is he? he? Well, I was going to say, he apparently he's moving to Atalanta. Okay. I think he's pretty much doing his medical now. And then I was going to say, um, apparently West Ham have sort of made a move for Kurt Zuma. So
0: supposedly we've agreed the fee, 25 million, but his wage demands are holding it up right now. He wanted 120, which is double what he's on now. <laughs> he's Apparently he's lowered it to 110, which is really nice of him. Um, but it's still a bit, a bit too oh, much. I don't realize I how old he was. Playing. I always
2: feel like he's still this like youth player.
0: No, he, he went on loan to everybody, yeah. didn't he? He's 26. Um so yeah, interesting move. Um I think Chelsea do if, if Chelsea are prepared to let uh Zuma go, Christensen and Rudiger look like they're striking up a pretty good partnership right now. Thiago Silva's still there, but he's very much on mm. the decline in terms of you know late in his career. <laughs> um excuse me, so they definitely need another centre back to come in. Um, so if they can get him, I don't. I wonder if the Zuma move to West Ham is conditional on whether they get Kounde or not.
2: Yeah, um, mm.
0: that'd be interesting.
2: Uh, a couple more quickly. Southampton are in the process of signing Torino defender Lyanko. I can't say I've ever heard of him. Not never heard of him, but um, obviously I they need to include. Yeah, yeah. A few of the other clubs.
0: Um, I mean, obviously they need another centre back because they've just sold Vestergaard. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I I couldn't tell you anything about him whether we'll that's see. a good signing I guess we'll or
2: not. We'll find out. Yeah. Um. And Crystal Palace are apparently interested in signing Nketiah, however, there is a big gap between Arsenal's valuation of twenty million
0: and their valuation. So Arsenal want twenty million.
2: Yeah.
0: That's, I I don't, I don't think that's unfair to no, for a young player like Nketiah.
2: An English player. So what a as Palace! Well. What
0: a Palace! Want to pay no, twenty it's... grand? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure though that up front is a position that Palace need to fill right now. I don't think they're particularly strong up front, but they've got a number of options, right? Mm. And I, just well, I thought they'd just signed a striker, that uh, Marteta or something like that. Yes, you're right, they have. Yeah. Um, and they've still got Benteke, they've got yeah. Zaha, they've got, I know he's injured, but they've got um, Eze, mm. uh, Jordan Ayew. So they're not short of options. No. I su- I just, I still think that they need to look midfield and defence primarily, yeah. especially in, in my opinion, central midfield is an area that really needs to strengthen. But, you know, Patrick very will all know better than me. Um, right, thank you for that. Uh, let's move on then to talk Man City against Norwich then. So, as we mentioned, me and Fran had a rare disagreement last week about the state of Man City's strike force. I have some humble pie in the fridge ready to go. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it in there for the next few <laughs> weeks just to see how they get on. Um, but yeah, I mean we touched on it a number of times tonight about whether they need a 20-25 to 25 a season uh, striker but maybe they don't maybe they've got maybe they can fill it with just goals from everywhere um, I mean Phil Foner's not had a look in yet I don't think in the no. team no he hasn't um,
1: well um, I just so we've
2: I think he had COVID though didn't he oh was he
1: okay yeah. yeah. so we I don't know if you know that Man City launched another documentary on YouTube on their YouTube channel they've put out a, Do you know
0: like the Amazon uh, one yeah, do they do their own one? today? Okay, sorry.
1: I interrupted. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Basically, he just <laughs> cut me off and said well, what I was gonna say. Um, but it's like the last um, three months of the of the season from like the season just gone. So it's okay. just it's just like the championship, obviously. And they just and they done it themselves, it. rather. Yeah, than yeah. They so they filmed it. it like within the COVID bubble, <laughs> so, um, is is what they've called it. Um, but it's just interesting watching that because it's just like a reminder of. When they were like in the lower level of the of the table just before Christmas last year. Yeah. And how they played like was it like fifty six or sixty one games or something mm. in that short amount of time? And yeah. then got all the way back up and obviously won the Premier League. And
0: they did go one hell of a run. Probably yeah, while yeah. they were filming yeah, it yeah. smack yeah. the middle it of that was, amazing run. It
1: yeah, yeah. It well it's towards that the
2: end of the season, isn't it? It's the last like ten yeah. games of the Premier League and their sort of run up to the Champions League. How thing, how
0: long how long is it? An hour and, hour and a half. Okay, so it's
1: a proper yeah, feature-length yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's um it's interesting. But yeah, it was just, just that. And obviously they didn't have like a prolific goal scorer as such last year. But mm. the fact that they came from like, mid-table to winning it from Christmas yeah, kind of says they can do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've had... um we I mean, Norwich are... As I said earlier, they're showing some worrying signs for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you can take from this because you know, I've had Snorridge, but it was...
0: Norwich. it was pretty it was poor um, from, from Norwich and we, we, we sort of joked last week that City losing to Tottenham Norwich might get on the wrong end of a hiding because City might want to put their foot yeah, down a little but bit
1: City are kind of renowned for not they, they didn't have a great start last year either did
0: true they? Oh, well, was it was really four scorers or? as well if you include the own goal, yes. yes. Four, yeah. four different City goal scorers, yeah. yeah. It was a very unfortunate goal yeah. from Tim Cruel. He just saw the ball go past him, turn around and yeah. copped one in the chest, I think. Yeah. And,
1: and well, I mean, Jack Grealish, I'm pretty sure Grealish, he didn't it. plan his, if I'm honest. He, he, he,
0: he went away celebrating like he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think you
2: can't be that pleased when your first goal for your new club has just hit I don't know, I think
1: in. you can. Well, he twi- his gone- tweet
0: suggested he was quite pleased with himself.
1: When you've just gone for 100 mil for City and score your first goal. I guess
0: to get that goal, in front of a home stop, crowd
1: yeah. he did the um the, the fingers in
0: the ear celebration what do you think that is he getting is that to the
2: a Villa fans the Villa fan. I can't see I don't know because
1: he, he posted I hope that he doesn't add a buy well.
0: runs to the other end of
1: the <laughs> <side>. <laughs> he posted it on his Instagram as well that but the pop of the crowd when he scored was unreal
0: yeah no I think everyone was pretty pleased with is. that
1: Um
0: I mean Guardiola's also said he doesn't know if they'll sign a striker um He didn't seem particularly concerned. Um, Well, what would you be? Not when you've got the embarrassment of riches they have, but... The problem is, is that this narrative is going to continue to go on. If City go on a run where they don't score many goals for two or yeah, three games, it's, bit, it's going to keep coming up and coming up. It's isn't a bit it?
1: of a shit situation for them, to be honest. Because I feel like no-win situation. Is no, that. it's just always, it's, the media's just always going to have this on them. Just be like, do they need a striker?
0: Yeah. If they score six goals, it's, oh, when well, they're Man City, they've got loads of good players. Yeah. If they don't score, it's like, well, oh, you should have signed a striker. The
1: they don't score, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be that. To
0: be honest, I think
2: they've got so much attack and talent that team. He could probably turn one of those players into a striker. Yeah, it seems to be like he's going to try and turned Ferran Torres into the striker.
0: You reckon? He's
2: played Maybe. in there the last two games yeah. up front.
1: I do think Jesus... I'm not saying that he should be the striker, but he did have a very good game. He did, yeah. He didn't get I just goals. don't
2: see Jesus staying at City that long. Oh, I no. see. Apparently him, Bernardo Silva and Laporte all asked to be
0: moved this season. And they all started at the weekend. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Guardiola trying to keep the peace. Yeah. Laporte scored. He was one of the scorers yeah, well. does, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know I I really don't know what with City because Guardiola continually defies the expectations and the media narratives around him every time that we talk about him in a negative way you know he goes on a run of a couple of results and everything's fine and rosy again and yeah maybe we should just Mm. put a bit more faith in the man Um, Norwich as we said I mean there's probably not much to talk about with Norwich
1: the, Who've they got covered. next
0: week? Please God say it's someone a bit easier. <laughs> I don't know. I Chelsea. I thought I said it earlier. No, They've got the Arsenal night. game after next I think you said. So which isn't going to be well, easy for them. Easy, <laughs> <laughs> well, depends what mood Arsenal are Joke. in. They've got Leicester than
1: Arsenal. Oh Christ. Oh, that's, that's the worst. That's
0: <laughs> really That's
1: harsh. so yeah. unfortunate.
0: Okay. Well I was about to say and Leicester Leic- are 5-0 up at the moment as well. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's let's. We said earlier about whether they all their momentum. I mean, when they looked at that fixture list and they saw Liverpool, City, Leicester, and Arsenal, shit. That's that's got to be a downer. Hasn't it? You've already they've already conceded got, eight goals. Oh well,
1: yeah, surely they got it a bit easier over like Christmas.
2: <laughs> yeah, after that they've got um sort of like Brighton, Burnley, Watford. So again, they are the games where they've got to be picking up those points.
1: Yeah. Um, but it is. It's that,
2: that sort of moral standard of have lost your first four games and conceded Heavily, potentially, twenty yeah. goals. Maybe. Although,
1: are they going to play on this as like an excuse But yeah. like if they go down? It's if, not going to matter if they do.
0: Just if with.
1: if they go down, like it is a very I mean, unfortunate it's, but handy excuse for them. No, it strikes me as like
2: yo-yo team. West Brom always reminded me of a yo-yo team where they just constantly go up and down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly it's certainly going to be a real test of their character. There's been a lot of talk about how defensively they're meant to be better, which I've not seen a great deal of evidence no. of so far. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really horrible that a newly promoted team that's riding the crest of positivity from their winning the championship because they won the league, right? They came top. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they, yeah, they come up against all these bad teams. All of a sudden, all their confidence is shot and they're having to desperately try and scrape for 1-0 mm. wins just to get points on the board. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see. I mean, stranger things have happened, of course. You know, Leicester have got the surprise result in them every now and then. Arsenal certainly do. Mm. Um, and Norwich might, you know, depending on what happens with Arsenal over the next few weeks, Norwich may well fancy that game. Yeah. So that might be a game to... Early relegation. That <laughs> yeah, early six-pointer. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on, Norwich. Hopefully they don't become the complete whipping boys every single week because that would be quite depressing, especially as it's the first season back for the fans yeah. to come back and see not the season where they just won every game and got yeah. promoted but the season where they you know, get relegated and get they smashed They did actually beat City last time didn't they? Yeah and that also signalled the downturn in form mm. for not only the team but also for Timo Pukki, Pukki Yeah. yeah mm. so, uh, Right let's uh, finish off with some chat uh, Villa Newcastle um often running for Villa 2-0 win Danny Ings just are there going to be other teams looking at this and I'm looking at West Ham when I say this as well thinking 25 million why on earth did we not go in for Danny Yates I
2: think that's a great signing
0: I think that Villa have pulled off one of the signings of the summer Of
2: that I think Mm. I think he's already got goal of the month tied up as well that's a lovely goal isn't it
0: can we just appreciate a long throw as well gotta love a long
2: throw goal and they're another team that have brought in a set piece coach
1: they brought in a set-piece coach. That's piece what Dean Smith said, summer. they brought in a
2: set-piece coach. Interesting. Um, and that was something they worked but on. But what's
1: his name? Danny Murphy. Didn't agree with it, did he? Is it Danny Did he not? On, on the, the pundit. On yeah.
2: The... In terms of, I can't remember
1: that. Oh, he say. was like, he was like, well, what the hell does an actual coach do? He was like, you've got set-piece coach. Oh, I see. You've got yeah, defensive okay. coach. Got He was like, why do you need a coach? He was just like, can, I feel can a, like... when
0: well, he says, so can a normal coach not do the set Yeah, piece yeah. he was
1: just like, I feel like a set piece is what a normal coach should be able to do. Why do you need all these extra people coming in?
0: Well, I mean, no one was complaining when England brought in that sort of set piece coach for the uh, the last World Cup and yeah. scoring goals right. from set pieces yeah. left, right, centre. Um, I mean, 25 million, I don't know how many goals he's likely to get for Villa. I guess it kind of depends on how fit he can stay because he has got an niggly injury in him. Yeah, But for Villa... I mean, they've got a lot of options attacking wise, and they've bought really well. Can they make a serious challenge for Europe this year? Do you think?
2: Depends. I mean, I, f- I feel like we watched two different teams: one against Watford, and one against um, who did they play. Newcastle. Newcastle sorry, um, the Villa against Newcastle was the sort of Villa we remembered from last season. I was quite shocked when I watched them against Watford because Watford absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did get back into Matt the game Target doing still the end. End in therapy.
0: Yeah. After- getting abused by Ismail Assar. I mean, he's getting
2: replaced by 35-year-old Ashley Young as well, <laughs> which not ideal. but.
0: I mean, there was some VAR controversy in this game, which we touched on earlier. Um, second game in a row that Newcastle have come out on the wrong end of the season, so that's three VAR decisions that have gone against them. They are them.
1: getting slightly fucked over by it, but not in a... Like, I think
0: this purely coincidence. It is coincidence,
1: yeah. but it's just awful. I mean, if it happens
0: next week, then then maybe agree then, with yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> then there's a conspiracy yeah. at work. Yeah. Um, but let's let's just touch on them. So uh, we've got the VAR that ruled out the uh, penalty for Callum Wilson for the offside where Martin, Wilson it was
1: smashed in the end, That was I mean, what was he R. doing? Right, he
0: is lucky to escape. I mean, I don't know what the rule is. Um, but I, I'm, I don't think Martinez has got booked or anything. Yeah, he did. Oh, he yeah, did get the yellow card. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. good, 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 good. Okay, all right.
1: There. Definitely, yeah. Because yeah. I did wonder
2: whether they would retract the yellow card because the decision got Yeah, that's what I was about to the get to. The commentator said that the yellow card still stands because yeah. it was yeah. a reckless challenge.
0: Yeah, it was really poor. And in terms of the offside, obviously, we've heard about the VAR, these lines that they draw that are meant to be thicker yeah. to try and avoid these sort of toenail mm. offsides. But this one still looked very, very close. But I think that it's important for everyone to understand that you can make these lines as big as you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You're still going to get these very marginal decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, apparently, instead. it's
2: only if the red line overlaps the blue line, which apparently it didn't. Right. And that's why the decision wasn't given.
0: I see. Okay. So, on that basis then, I mean, <clears throat> I mean some of the Newcastle fans I spoke to, and I will touch on what uh, Shearer said in a moment. Um, the... I don't know whether we're we're ever going to get to a point where everyone's going to be happy with this, nah. because the the adage of it's either offside or it's not doesn't always apply because you can make an argument for saying well it's only his part of his shoulder that's yeah, offside, yeah. Mm. but if you if you if we're going to go down this VR route you have to have a line in the sand otherwise mm. there's no point in having it at all yeah. otherwise just go back to how the line I yeah. used to to just to eyeball it, Um, but I think that this is a good first step because this is the first time. We've we've seen this situation happen. It didn't really occur that much in the Euros no. either. Um, so I think this is a good first step. It's just really unfortunate that it's caught. Yeah, and I like don't
2: that. think it was a. I don't think you can look at it and sort of say how the hell was he offside because there was that you could see. You could say he it was, was marginal. Just in front. You could see it. Whereas before, you know, they were going off like people's fingernails and stuff like that, which was just ridiculous. Whereas now they are being a bit more sensible about the whole offside yeah. thing.
0: I think we will see more instances of this, I have no doubt, across the season where we have this really close, you know, these really close offside decisions. Um, so it's just unfortunate that it's hit Newcastle. But I think that you're never going to get this consistency all the way across because a lot of the Newcastle fans that I've seen have all been moaning about what the Finan- Bruno Fernandez has won mm. against Leeds last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, saying that that was very close but it wasn't given. Yeah. Um but that's going to happen. Like you can't keep. You, it's it's not as simple as just saying, well, you didn't give that one, so therefore you got you can't give yeah. that one. It's not. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, and what about the handball? What do we think on this one? And the VAR intervened, and the ref, referee went to the monitor. Yeah, is that the one was arm? Oh, was out? like? Yeah, yeah I thought
2: that was handball. Yeah, I can understand yeah. if it was down by his side. Then I don't think that's how... Ham- you know, if it's sticking out, but it's yeah, down but if by it's his like side. Out when you're, you're sort of making a right turn signal, <laughs> I think that. That is a penalty. I, I think it was
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a quite unnatural position for yeah. his arm to be yeah. in. So I don't think you can moan too much on that one. Um so yeah, I mentioned Shearer. I'm not talking about Alan Shearer here, I'm talking about um <laughs> podcast oh, guest, sure. uh, Shearer. Um I asked him earlier today, I said, would you mind just giving us your sort of thoughts about the situation at Newcastle right now and the, your, what your what your feelings are of, of the transfer business Uh, etc etc and uh, he was very very kind and gave us uh, lots lots to go on so i'll just run through um, some of the bits he says i'll paraphrase it a bit because as as you can see it's quite a long
1: um,
0: paragraph here but he does he is very quick to to state that you can't blame all of this on steve bruce that a lot of this does fall on on ashley and his running of the club oh yeah um he does question though steve bruce in terms of his defensive tactics because this guy was a sort of hard-nosed defender for Manchester United back in the day and he does think that how are we not more difficult to break down than we are mm. when you've got a very experienced ex-professional defender they remind um, me of
2: Leeds a bit in the way they play not quite as open and sort of all-out attack as Leeds but the way that they're quite strong going forward but very weak defensive yeah
0: um, he touches on the fact they spent their entire transfer budget on one player in, <laughs> in um, Joe Willock yeah um, is that
2: the entire transfer budget 25 million su-
0: supposedly so, well Ashley's not been oh, a no, big he spender he doesn't want to
2: be spending any money
0: um, and so he probably do, he does the bare minimum to mm. just to just about appease the fans yeah. um, he said against West Ham first half they were brilliant um, but obviously second half they didn't really come out he like everybody else knows that if um, St Maxman and Callum Wilson stay fit they'll be absolutely fine mm. but he does worry for them that if they get injured and he's guessing they probably will do that they are going to be in trouble this year they are going to be looking over their shoulder they're going to be at the wrong end of the table um so yeah it's 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 it could be another long hard season for newcastle um and he goes on to say but you know we've got an owner who doesn't invest who uh, doesn't want to build the club for anything other than profit for when he sells it um it it obviously doesn't really come together as a particularly good recipe for success on the pitch. And they put together some really um, good stats here about the difference between Benitez's time and Steve Bruce's time. Now, comparing Benitez and Steve Bruce is obviously a little bit far-fetched because of the the, the levels of success that both managers have had in their careers. Um, But Rafa Benitez, um, he said that during his time um, with Newcastle in the Premier League, he built them a top-five defence... Um, based on the stats of number of blocks, number of challenges, number of duels won and the number of goals conceded. They were top five in the Premier League in all of those categories. Uh, And they're now in the bottom three of all of those uh, categories within three seasons of Steve Bruce taking over. So there's been a very, very downward trend in this. Bruce has had um, 100 million net spend on players since he joined. Rafa Benitez was a minus eleven million net spend. Did he have all this at the ready, or did he have to do? I some? don't know. I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I messaged him, he said, "I'll do it on my on my uh, on my break." <laughs> so he, I don't know. Maybe he got his pen and paper, rubbing his hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a Newcastle fan, it's it's difficult to get too excited right now. I suspect.
2: Yeah, and I well, I think I said last season as well. I feel sorry for the Newcastle fans because I think Newcastle are a very big club. They've just got someone running them that is quite happy to almost run them into the ground.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't appear... I haven't heard much because usually every summer the sort of merry-go-round about who's buying mm. Newcastle comes about, but it's not really heard anything because it still seems to be stuck in courts at the
2: moment. Yeah, because mm. I think they're still arguing with uh, the Premier League over that last bid that didn't go through.
0: So, and that's all gone a bit quiet at the moment so yeah. I don't really know what's happening with that. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I do feel for Newcastle fans because, you know... In, a, in, a, in one sense, I, I, I don't wish any success in any other club because I want West Ham to succeed. Mm. But at the same time, we're all fans. And if what was happening in Newcastle is happening in West Ham, and to a degree it kind of is with our owners, mm. um, it's it's really bad. I mean, we're getting away with it at the moment because David Moyes and the team are working wonders on the pitch. Um, but for Newcastle at the moment, they don't even have that to focus mm. on.
2: So I always find it a shame when sort of clubs I, that were you know big clubs when I was growing up like the likes of Newcastle with Alan Shearer and stuff like that and Portsmouth that were winning trophies and that back then, when they sort of fade away and become, not small clubs, but, you know, the battling relegation and stuff like that. And, you know, some of these clubs were in Europe and that not so long ago.
0: Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I mean, Newcastle were were pushing, I think, under Alan Pardew. Mm. I know that it very much went down was well with yeah, him in charge. Yeah, yeah. But they had a season where, you know, they had players like Cechciote, um johan kabai ben denver arthur bar. denver bar um it was the other one up like papi sisse they were all firing yeah. and the club was was going great guns and mm. mike ashley was still not particularly well liked there but yeah. again because the club was doing well the noise was kept to a minimum on that mm. so yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with newcastle when this talk in the courts and stuff and i do hope it gets resolved but um for newcastle fans i think that they just want Ashley out. Just get him out, get somebody else in, and hopefully they can build something.
2: I think that's going to roll on a bit longer, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't
0: see that happening anytime soon. Uh, right, okay. Um, let's get into the Stat Man then before we get into this week's quiz. Down the Stat Man.
2: So since Guardiola joined City ahead of the 2016-2017 season, there have been 49 Premier League games won by a margin of five-plus goals. But how many of Guardiola's side have been responsible for?
0: I feel like this stat, you would have only brought this stat out if, it's been, if it was a really high number. So I'm going to say like 35.
2: Not quite that high. It's forty-seven percent. Okay, uh, twenty-three of the games. Twenty-three. I mean, that's still 49.
0: almost half. Nearly half. Yeah, and on, on one from one team. Yeah. Have you got the stats on who the other, the breakdown of the others? Or I not?
2: haven't, unfortunately. No. No. Sorry. Do your job properly. Only, uh, half <laughs> <the> job.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, after a successful start for me last week, it's time to get into our quiz. I'm taking this seriously.
1: <laughs> They've just moved and got themselves prepared. Shall
0: yeah. so I do some stretches <laughs> so do a bit Got one win and he's putting his cape on. I've not been... In, <laughs> no, stop it. I've not been in front <laughs> at any point during any of our quizzes. So I'm rolling with this.
1: <laughs> I wish you could see Chris's face. So I'm
0: <laughs> Rolled up his sleeves and everything. More, right. More, more Wikipedia research. <laughs> <to>
1: <laughs> <work>. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Football with Fran. So obviously Chris won last week. So... Daniel, come on. Pick it up for the team,
0: please. I'm one of the players I've never even heard of. Oh, well, Nick Barmy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'd like
0: to keep it. A few more of those would be lovely.
1: <laughs> I'd never heard of him my of that. Uh, no, not
0: really. <laughs> how did you find him then? Uh, the secret algorithms. My yeah. secret
1: ways. <laughs> That's how I find people now. Uh, okay, so you went first last week. So the first player is... Uh, I've gone for a simple-ish one to begin with. Pablo Zabaleta, played for four clubs. Daniel, how many How many can you name? Mm. Dan looks a bit nervous, if I'm Well, honest.
0: definitely two. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's the third and
2: the fourth. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know where such and such got him from. Well, I'll do two and then I'll just hope Chris doesn't know.
0: Well, I've got to go three because I know he's got the two. So can you do four? No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've got three. Okay, well, the two obvious ones are West Ham and Man City. Yeah. Um, It's a Spanish team of some description, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, let me, if he doesn't get it, let
2: me guess because I think I might know, but, I mean, um, it doesn't matter anyway because he's set three. But. I'm going to take a
0: stab at, at, at Real Sociedad. No. Okay. I thought Valencia.
1: No, so there's, oh, it just says Espanol.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Spanish side. We've um, got a massive moth <laughs> that's just come in the I room. Someone <laughs> was on the
1: roof. <laughs> and San Lorenzo. Who
0: was the other one, sorry?
1: Espanol. Oh, okay. San when Lorenzo. you guys were like a Spanish team, I was like, what, yes? <laughs> Dan, well done. Dan gets Thank the you. point. Uh, Chris, player two is Wayne Bridge. He's played for eight clubs. Okay. <laughs> Dan get your thinking hat on as
0: well mm. I'm going to say four I Dan. can't name four probably do three so yeah alright go on then Chris okay <laughs> Chelsea
1: yeah imagine if I was like no West, West Ham yeah
0: Southampton yeah <laughs> I think there's one more obvious one that I'm not but I've not so one I think there's another obvious one yeah um, I'm going to I was hoping you would go 5 <laughs> <laughs> uh I will go with QPR No it's not it's City Yeah I, Did I not say City <laughs> no. Oh man <laughs>
1: Oh, what a no. So, Southampton, Chelsea, Fulham, Man City, West Ham, Sunderland, Brighton, Reading. Bollocks.
0: I can't believe I didn't say City.
1: <laughs> Oof, Alrighty. Uh, where are we, Dan? Gmail. Back to you. Yeah. So, Game next point. one is... That
2: smack's suddenly gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's
2: frustrating. Chris I can't believe I didn't get City Chris then. is looking
1: very serious now. Uh, Dion Dublin, 9 teams
2: yeah is this the homes under the hammer <laughs> yeah it is
1: it's <laughs> yeah. so weird seeing him on that
2: <laughs> did you see him when he was interviewing brendan rogers no oh and he you know like in the press conferences and they say like bbc he went um hi brendan uh dion dublin homes under the hammer <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Love that. laughs> right
1: nine, nine teams yeah <clears throat> Thinking captain, Chris, you could bring it back.
0: Two.
1: I can
2: do three. Yeah, I like Chris. I don't really
1: know. Do you oh, you're not trying three? very hard this week, are you? Bloody hell. Right, I can't on. really say um, Coventry. Yeah. Aston Villa. Yeah. And Man United. Yeah. So Norwich, Cambridge, United, Barnett, Un- Manchester United... Commentary: Aston Villa, Millwall, Leicester, Celtic, Norwich. Well done. Thank you. Oh, Mate, we'll make this interesting, the shall we? The half back. <laughs> uh, Chris, the next player is Patrick Vieira, six teams. Uh.
0: Yeah.
1: Thinking caps on Daniel.
0: Two. Three. I can't do four. Not that
1: you can see on the podcast, but I am switching my head between them.
0: (laughs) I can't do four, mate. It's all you. Go on then, down. Or Arsenal and City. Yes. I forgot City again.
1: What's wrong with you?
2: And then I want to say the team that you managed Nice?
1: No.
2: Oh. Oh. I was going to say Monaco would be my guess. I
1: was gonna say Juventus, but I didn't know if that's fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Happened. Can Cairns, Milan Arsenal Juventus Inter Milan City. Oh, I
0: knew he was playing City. So, oh, so he went from Arsenal to Inter Milan. That's interesting.
1: Arsenal Juventus Inter Milan.
0: Oh,
1: okay, okay. Should've Chris, but well, well haven't really brought it back, you've just kind of failed mm. a bit. So
0: hang on, no, I got the Dion Dublin one.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, sorry, sorry.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: um. Me damn yeah. Nick. Dan, David Silver, five teams.
2: Oh, okay. I think I can do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um...
0: <laughs> I can only think of two at that. Yeah, I was going to say. My belly's rumbling with anticipation. Can you think of more than two? I'm not telling you. Oh.
1: You're not very good oh, at poker three. face, are you?
0: Three. That's stupid. <laughs> I can't do four. Um, right. So I'm going to hope that he's... No, don't
1: uh, do that. Don't do that. No, I know. Don't celebrate. Right, go on then. Chelsea.
0: Yes.
2: So say so David Luiz? No. You? Oh, sorry. Who are we talking about? David Silva. David Silva. Oh, can we start again?
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was, no. Me and Fred just looked player. at each other
2: and was like, is he fucking kidding? <laughs> sorry. Can we go again?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry.
0: Oh, I thought that was really easy. Then. Well, that's what I, but now he knows my rough knowledge on David Silver now. Well, I know more Outrageous. than... Outrageous. I know at least three, anyway. Yeah, these dirty tactics are good. <laughs> Sil- right. You know three? So you're, yeah. your original bet Are yeah, okay. you sure
1: you know three? I'm pretty sure he's I know some three. Some okay, all
0: right. We well, need
2: steams here. Yeah. David, I d- 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 bet three. <laughs> go on, go on. Well, maybe I only know two, then.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a nine. That's throwing me off now. When you said Chelsea, I was I not have to think about it now. What do you think, What?
2: Well, I definitely know two. You've bet three, mate. Go, on, go Well, I didn't. I bet three for David Luiz. Well, City and Valencia.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. A, that's the two I had. Uh, I know there is isn't. There is another one, because he's way... Sociedad? Yeah. What he went to? Yeah, yeah, that's where he went to after yeah. Sissi, yeah. Yeah. Right,
1: there we are. Made
0: up. Well, you got there eventually, yeah, mate. So, well done. So. <laughs> and the uh, David Luiz <laughs> was PSG Arsenal there. Not, and. there. There's no I, not extra points here. Chelsea. Genuinely, <laughs> when he
1: said Chelsea, I was like, what the fuck has happened? <laughs>
0: And you're just like, I, j- I can't believe can he's and I was like, he was definitely at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I should imagine our listeners having a good giggle at that one. i just going, what, the, what is he on?
1: <laughs> I hope that we just weren't really silent for at least five We did. Five <laughs> we just <laughs> stared at each other. You <laughs> know, we
2: two looking at each other. I was like, was definitely a
0: Chelsea. I was like, not being in it. It was amazing. That one's getting clipped. <laughs> Oh, well done, Dan. Nice. Well done, that. mate. Thank you. Got there eventually. One yeah. all then. Yeah. It's interesting. You
1: brought it back. So maybe.
0: this one could go the distance as well, like the last one did. Um, so we could still be doing this at Christmas. Chelsea. <laughs> I've crazy. almost had a
1: heart attack for you. I was like, oh, he's an man. idiot. I was like, has
0: he just given me the game? <laughs> Chelsea for David <laughs> Silva. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Excellent. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. As always, do hit that... Uh, subscribe button um, wherever you get your pods make sure you don't miss one we are of course on YouTube so do go check us out Dan has finally shown some signs of life in his uh yeah, I'm back anime manager playthrough we've got two episodes recorded ready to go over the next week or two Um and yeah I don't think there's anything else to say right now other than thanks for everyone's support and we will see you all next week
1: mm. Chris can
2: go and watch the uh, West Ham Nesty game You don't
0: give me that look. Now you're trying to give me like
2: (laughs) ideas of what the score is. (laughs) Oh
0: dear! Right. Thanks very much, everyone. We will see you all next week. Text me at like 11. We're trying to end the show, Uh, (laughs) down. Say bye. Bye. (laughs)